welcome to the podcast. I'm Ross. I'm Phil, and this is Ross and Phil Talk TV. Mostly. It is. Today, we are going to... Welcome, by the way. Welcome, podcast listeners. I always forget to do that bit. I just <laughs> assume that I assume that we don't turn off from the last time we were on. We're just on it's the like, whole time. Like, it's a constant, like, that's it. It's just a constant, constant conversation without any stops. Um, no, welcome, listeners. Welcome, welcome, welcome to this podcast where two people who know a bit about film talk about film normally. But today... No, today we're going to do what we've been watching on television. Yay. Yay. Are we not going to at least do what we've watched recently? Yes, of course. Yeah, no, I was about to get to that. (laughs) Um, But as with every episode of Ross and Phil Talk Bullshit, um, we are going to start with the film. The film. (laughs) Ross never gets this bit. I think you'll say films, but yes, okay. (laughs) The film that we have been watching, or we watched most recently. Um, So, Mr. Boyask, what is the film that you've watched most recently? So again, this this is a two part answer. The most recent <laughs> film I've watched, the most recent film I've watched, which is old, and the most recent recent film I've watched, okay. <laughs> as in the film that's come out the most recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll um, give you that. Gives <laughs> me two all the time. Um, so the most recent film that I have seen recently is The Kitchen, which I watched last night, and I really liked it. I was not sure what to expect. Uh, it's all that. You're like the kitchen's really good, and I'm like, what the fuck is the kitchen? Well, it's all been. I mean, it's advertised absolutely everywhere with with like the actors' faces. <coughs> it's also um, it has that it's based on a graphic novel or so, which I've literally never heard of, which is odd considering how comic centric I am. Uh, really, I won't get into all the details. It, it's it's like it's essentially a female centric crime film, which and I hate using that word female centric. Is, is it as good as Ocean's? Ocean's 8. It's way better than Ocean's 8. And also, it's way better than, incidentally, the, and I can't say this enough, the, the hugely overrated Widows, which yeah, I thought was... Yeah, you a fan, were you? It was not... It, at best, that film's all right. At best. At it, best, it, yeah. At best, it's all right. And and it is all right, but then there's bits of, of absolutely shite and stuff. Anyway, and it's hugely overrated. Um, and... Uh, this to me is a much better. Maybe it's better because it's more low key. I don't know, but it's it's there's loads of um, the good stuff like violence and uh, uh, crime shit going on. Uh, and you what like I mean is violence and what, crime. What, what I mean, what I mean is, the word female centric should not uh, particularly skew. I'm only saying it because it is like as in yeah. It's that's not the reason to watch the film unless you are that sort of idiot who only watches films like that these days. <laughs> because you know, uh, me. Oh, but but for many, up. it will be a reason not to watch the film. Right, and, and actually, this is what was, this is what I'm getting to. Is it absolutely should not? Um, it's really, I really, I, let, I won't belabor it too long. It's a properly strong, in my opinion, like crime film uh, with all the good stuff, good performances. Uh, <clears throat> it's got that period setting, which is really nice, uh, and it's got one of those old Warner logos at the beginning, which just kind of tickles me. Yeah, um, I love it when they film when they, when films do that, like when um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I think did. Yeah. Argo as well. Argo was one of the best examples. Yeah, Argo, fuck yourself. Yeah, Argo is one of the best. And then, and then the most recent films I've. <coughs> sorry, one of the most recent. No, fuck. I'll start again. The most recent film I've seen, as in an older film, because I watched it literally finished just watching it this morning, is I, I don't even know how to. It, over here, it was called Teen Agent. Uh-huh. And in in America, it was called If Looks Could Kill. It starred Richard Greco. It was like Richard Greco. Okay. As, a teen, as a teenager, you might, you must have surely. Oh, have you hold on. Yeah, 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 yes. 1991, Gabrielle Anwar, all these. It, it's absolutely 
terrible. Like, like terrible. Yes. Bonnet. So it's but, got him, like, the poster's him laying on a, a cot, bonnet right, of a yeah. car. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's like some some goofy American could just be like he James Bond. Like on the bonnet of the car, looking like he's offering you his cock. Oh, yeah. No, it's very, very odd. Like everybody desires him. Also, he's clearly 32. Like, I mean... He, like it actually, it ter- actually, it turns out he was like 26, 27 when he made it. But there's a oh. scene, but, but, but it's called Teenager. Proper young. Oh yeah, no, she looks proper young. And also, there's a really bizarre scene at the beginning of the film after he fails graduation. Spoiler. Um, when he's in, <laughs> he's in the family kitchen with his parents and like his younger brother, who is clearly an actual teenager. And he literally looks like he must be the kid's uncle. Like, it's so... He could... If you said he was seven years younger than the dad, you'd be like, yep, yeah, sure. Like, it's absolutely absurd. Like, it's really... Once it gets into, like, the mission proper and he's just some goofy American who kind of keeps getting into trouble, you sort of don't care. But the idea that he's, like, a teenager is... is I mean, I mean, we always have this, you know, people in their 20s playing teens, but he just looks like... 32 like just just like 27 is bullshit even though that's what he i think he was so, it's so i don't know so if this funny. is related and i'm yeah. guessing it's probably not but there was a there was a, a commodore amiga game released in 1995 called oh. Teen agent i i it probably is i i'd be very if it's that far if it's that far away that doesn't seem likely because when they did like adaptations of games, they would come out fairly swiftly. Yeah, because they were always it's shit. <clears throat> they were always rushed and always shit. Yeah. And let's be honest, and, uh, who's going to watch Teenager and go, "Oh, we need to develop a game on this." Right. Yeah. Let's exactly. Put some effort into this and release it yeah. three or four years later. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I, 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 I mean, I'm sure there are weirder things that have happened, of course. Um, but it's like <laughs> it is really bad. Like I remember thinking it was fun, and it's kind of it is fun in places, but it's like. Like yeah, it really is one of those things, films where every scene you're watching it, you go, "What were they thinking? Like, who's it for?" Because it's way too much to be like a teen film. Like, it's really violent. Yeah, there's so much action, and, and and that stuff's all done quite well, and you know all that stuff. But like, but it is like goofy on a teenage level. So it's just like, who are you making this film for? Who's it for? Anyway, just that was a lot to watch. So and it is, I wouldn't even say don't see it, but I would watch it with a. What? <laughs> you're, 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 it's not a thinking cap, but a cap where you're kind of going, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like every three huh? minutes. Yeah. Um, so, uh, as you did too, I will do too as well, yeah. but both of these are relatively recent. So, the first one. So um, you're breaking the rules. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, I'm breaking the rules. The first one is uh, Good Boys. I really want to see that. It's, it had some pretty shocking reviews, right? Yeah. Kermode especially was not a fan. And well, no, he didn't even I think he said he oh, wasn't he even going to see it. it. That's right. He yeah, was like, he was so right. put off that he wasn't even going to watch it, which for a film critic, Mr. Kermode, he should not really form. listen to other people and just, you know, yeah. at least. I mean, that is pretty poor form. That's um, your job. Your job is to actually form your own opinion. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, do you know what? It's, 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 it's not amazing okay it has some really amazing moments in it and it, there are bits right. that are genuinely very very funny in it and it's very nice to see an r-rated comedy with kids right like going back to goonies and whatever right yeah. I, don't think, I don't think goonies wasn't r-rated but no, like, you know what i mean they, they, they get on with it and enjoy it this has an incredible amount of jokes with with like think with anal beads and dildos. It's oh my god! <laughs> and there were a couple of times where I laughed thoroughly out loud. So it was it's not great, but it's certainly um, certainly entertaining. The other film I watched, which which is 
far more entertaining and certainly a different audience. Um, Shaun the Sheep, Farmageddon. I really want to watch that. I love yes. the first one. Really good. I absolutely good. love the first film, for sure. There's, yeah. there's a scene, I'm not going to spoil it, but there's a scene in the supermarket, which, like, like two of the most different scenes of films, mm. potentially both my films of the year, my scenes of the year. So, obviously, the Keanu Reeves, John Wick 3 knife corridor fight. I just mm. fucking adore for its just stupidity. Yeah. This has this has like a scene in the supermarket, which is just so funny and so clever and so brilliant. It could pip John Wick. Wow. Well, I hope so. Um, <laughs> but I really loved the first film. I thought it was so charming yeah. and so funny. And, and it's good to, for me. It's good that Ardman have kind of kind of done something because early man was for me. They're probably only misfire it wasn't I terrible I still, i've still not seen it it's okay. i know i should see it yeah it's fine but it's it, fine is not what you expect from Marvin. but no uh, sean the sheep farmageddon is quite frankly brilliant so there we go so um we thought that like we often kind of get together and we talk about films that we've seen right but and we kind of mention tv and generally we talk about tv a lot when we're not on podcast, I thought it might be an idea to talk about TV on to podcast today. On to on to podcast. So we'll we'll do this. It we'll do this in two halves, right? The first half will be Arrowverse, okay? Because that kind of wraps up about eighteen different TV shows these days, right? That is um, true. And I'm only watching one of them, so it's going to make my life a bit easier. But I know you know you you want to talk about <sighs> Batwoman. Um, I mean, I don't really want to. <laughs> okay. I want you to talk about <clears throat> Batwoman. Uh, and then we'll talk about everything else. So um, I gave up on Arrow two seasons ago. I gave up on Flash at the end of last season because last season was particularly dire with fucking Chris Klein as Cicada. Oh, so good. Like, yeah, I mean, it is like the more I think about that, for, for more, for more. As, and as I say, as I went through the show, I was just assuming he'd be a guest star. <laughs> you know what I mean? and then clearly nobody you know as in like a one-off or two-parter or something and then the fact that he became believer and i love chris klein i've got a like I, in terms of oh he's trying like i really like chris klein um and then that 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 absurd batman throat cancer voice for no apparent reason like there's no i don't recall them if they explain why he talks like that i missed it like there might have been a thing where he, he, no. like like well i mean i mean there might have been an episode where because you do have an origin episode where he finds the fragment. No, 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 but they genuinely don't. Oh, okay, don't fine. That's, that's, that's fine then. So, like, and if it was just the voice he adopted when he's, like, the carrot, like, the cicada villain, then you kind of go, all right, even though it's, I mean, it's stupid. But the fact that he talks that way to everyone, including his daughter, is so weird. Like, it's just such a strange choice for everyone, like, for it to pass by everybody. Like, for it to pass by the producers and, like, just everybody. It's just nonsensical and that kind of captivated me because you kind of go this show's really good normally what's going on this is this is kind of keanu reeves in dracula bad casting isn't it i mean it, it really it, is it's spectacular and i and i and i'll caveat again by saying i really like him like i really i'm quite up for seeing him in stuff and it was such a strange and, and I, yeah just it was such a strange choice to, and what to makes it so long what makes it worse for me is, is like, 
his acting in it, it was not just the voice choice, choice which is pretty bad, but he's just, his acting in general is just, it's but so... What, what, but once you've got that voice, you can't, there's no, there's like no levels. Like, he can't, he, and, and, and at the best of times, I don't think he has levels, but like, he, <laughs> he I'm serious, I don't think he has levels. He really he's just, has he's just no there, levels. And he's, I think he's usually very sincere, and that, that's what makes it even funnier. Um, but he's, that vo- that voice choice, you can't go up or down with it. Like no. you can't, you can't no, maybe. Like, you can't empathize. You can't empathize with him. No, you can't. So uh, like, does it just when he's in the character of Cicada? No, that's what I mean. That's exactly yeah. what I'm saying. Like just, it's so you, silly. Like that would be like Christian Bale doing the Batman voice all the time. Like, yeah. Can you imagine, like, as as Bruce Wayne goes, "Hey, I'm Bruce Wayne." <laughs> you're Batman, aren't you? <laughs> but Chris yeah, but surely, surely you're also Batman. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, uh, hi, and then it's like, hi, I'm John. Okay. Uh, but you're, you're clearly the bad guy. Like, <laughs> and, and, and also, and you're also it's like clearly, like walks into a room and goes, "Hi." It's like, like, hi, I'm not the bad guy. No. Nope. Yeah. Well, but you, but you clearly, like, you could only be the bad guy. <laughs> I stopped the truth. Because of that, right? And you told me it was good, and I've read some good reviews, so I started watching it. So I watched the first episode. I told you I love. I think it's fucking great. The yeah. Movie. Yeah, and so I, I've I've got the first. I've watched the first episode. Um, I haven't watched anything else yet. But mm. if any anything was going to get me back into the Flash game, it was a sequence in the Flash using Flash by Queen. <laughs> It's absolutely genius. And, and I, 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 it out. Yeah, yeah, and then actually pointing out when he Cisco actually says, I've been waiting to do this yeah. for that and, and and also and also when I was watching that episode, I thought it was a good start already. Like I thought it was a yeah. good start. Yeah. And and they kind of reset things a bit, which was a good idea, and, and all of that. And it was getting into the and I like that it's already tapping into this crisis thing and all of that. Yeah. When I heard Dun, 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 dun. I, I went what like like dun, dun, dun. i watched that scene i re- i watched that scene uh, several times yeah just because of but i made it super iconic no and, and, and for me it was the bit where they weren't sure if he was going to come out the wormhole oh, oh. and you go dun, 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 dun. and it was cut and it was cutting to everyone and it was like and it was like you knew it was going to come out and right, it's like yeah it has to be and it was building, and it was building, and it was cutting between them, and it's just like flash. <laughs> so I was just like, yeah, utterly brilliant. It was it was such a brilliant best TV moment of the year. Yeah, and also just the sheer spectacle of how him leaping into the world, like the, the, yeah. off of the buildings and all of that, like the way it was executed, was, was... and it was stakes. Like it was yeah. really, really high st- for the first episode. Genuinely, <laughs> hello. <laughs> yeah, it's like properly the comic. Like I don't know how that's like, like properly but, exciting and spectacular and yeah, it's genius. Two years it lost its way. I wasn't a big fan of the guy in the floaty chair the year before either. I know you said I quite liked all that, but yeah. And like so, so, and I think it's just got a little bit up its own kind of backside with its its story. But this year. It's, they've really honed it down. They've really focused it. Um, yeah. I like the fact that they're building to this big crossover event, which is going to have huge consequences. I like the new outfit as well. They haven't talked about it much, but I think the new outfit is better for whatever reason. Yeah. So, 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 good. You, obviously, you've been watching Arrow. Um, yeah, Arrow and Supergirl and all the others. Although Batwoman, if we're going to just skip to Batwoman, like Arrow, to me, they have all come back really strong. They've all, they all seem to have done what Flash has done, which is sort of reset things a bit. 
which I, I don't know if that was like a group, like a like a, a you know, Arrowverse decision, like something. They kind of brought things back. It, it's getting yeah. a, getting a little samey. Yeah, I thought it was it was to me that's been a really clever idea. Supergirl is terrific, um, and and yeah, Arrow has become leaner and meaner for one of the better way of saying it. Uh, initially, anyway. Uh, and <clears throat> that was all good. I mean, they're all good. Like to me, they've 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 all started super strong. I'm really gutted that Legends isn't back, but that's a personal thing. But I, I'm really gutted about that. Batwoman. I'm I'm only going to get on this briefly because I've only watched for one episode. So for all I know, it gets better. But to me, well, I mean, it, it might do. You know, like you oh, know, I've it, heard it, episode it four better. is okay. <laughs> okay, all right, fine. But again, that's no excuse, is it? Um. And there might be a point where I'm sitting around on a Sunday afternoon working and I might just stick, you know, catch up on them and, you know, whatever, have them on. But I just, everything about it from the first episode, that's all I can say about the first episode, is misconceived to the point where you just go, it feels like they've kind of taken this odd decision, a somewhat understandable decision given how, you know, inverted commas woke everything is supposed to be and all that shit. But they've like super doubled down on on we're going to present this show that, that is ticking it's box ticking right and, and again it's another batman thing without batman in and all of that but my pro- my main problem with it or or it's a similar problem with black lightning what i've loved about arrowverse in general <clears throat> is that every see every different series of it like all of the different series have uh, they deal with all these issues. They deal with like everything from like trans to uh, you know same sex relationships to multiracial partners, whatever you want to call it. Right? They deal with all of it. And the best thing about it is they don't talk about it. It's just there. Like like it's normal. They just have, they they just have it. Yeah, they totally normalize it. And um and to me that's what it should be in society. As in for me, I'm I'm a bit of well, I don't know how this word goes equalist. I just think everyone should just be accepted as long as everyone's all right and no one's being hurt and you know and all that shit. Like. Like, don't, you have to, you have to the accept. The best thing in life is accept, just don't be a cunt, right? Yeah, don't be a cunt. And also ex- understand and accept that people who are different from you exist and they're people. They have the same rights as you. This shouldn't be difficult. <laughs> like, 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 even if you don't feel comfortable with something, which is, you know, that's understandable depending on how you've grown up. Yeah, like, yeah, people you people not being comfortable. comfortable that's fine. Yeah, that's, that's like, that's, that's, I mean, it's unfortunate that that exists, but we are also rational human beings. So what I've loved about the, the Arrowverse is they've had multi-racial, ev- everything you can imagine under the sun, as far as I can recall, and they have absolutely normalised it. They have, they've never had a thing where they go, is it because you're gay? You know, is it because, you know, is it because, because, because they don't, they just eradicate that shit. And they're not sweeping it under the carpet. It's just, this is what it should be like. Yeah. Like, people should just be, but anyway, so that's what I and I've loved that from from almost like day one they've done that and I love that. So Black Lightning comes along and the first episode and I've watched the first season and a half of Black Lightning and it's so patronising and I would absolutely say racist for like 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 insidiously racist. But it's blown my mind. Like like here you have you're 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 doing a championing of a black character, which is fucking great, obviously. Like having a black a black central character, of course that's fucking great, unquestionably. But what they've done is is just turn it into what you would call a black show. Is there anything wrong with that? Not particularly. James Remar's good in it too, like the token white guy. But what I've loved about the Arrowverse is that they haven't felt the need. Yeah. To, do you know what I mean? Like like like, and particularly. The condescending tone. This, this is what blows my mind. Is the condescending tone of it? Like, it, I'm hoping that people just find it entertaining. That's good. But like, 
there's a, I'll never forget the first episode has his, his alter ego is like a high school principal, which is great and fine and everything. And but there's a scene where he's walking down a high school the high school corridor, and it like all of the kids like it's just like, hey Malik, stay in school. Hey Jamelia, yeah, great work on that test. You go, but it's the most what the fuck? It's not 1990 or 87. Like, <laughs> you like, expect Mr. Like, Belding to walk out. Well, but that's kind of but it is like that, and you just watch it going. Couldn't it just be normal? Like, couldn't it just be? Yeah. Do you it, it, goes, it, it goes too far the other way. Way, way, way too far. It's pandering. And I'm guessing that, well, that Batwoman does sorry, the same. Sorry, yeah, exactly. And, and for all my ranting on it, like, look, if, if the demographic that they're trying to cater to, if they enjoy that, then okay, cool. Like, I'm, I mean, again, who am I to sort of judge? The thing that's, the thing that uh, pisses me off is the wrong phrase, but I just, it, the reason why it shocks me is simply because I've loved how they, the other shows have dealt with, like, you could easily have, black lightning light like arrow and you don't it doesn't it, they just they just are black like everyone else is just yeah. Puerto Rican or Chinese or Jewish or fat or whatever it doesn't matter like it doesn't it doesn't it shouldn't I would have like to be to see the fat superhero show well fine I'm fucking starring it but, but I'm just <laughs> but I'm just that's the bit that's bugged me for ages is that like, it doesn't have to be skewed I mean you, yeah. look, if that's what we want to do but anyway but the point, anyway so the point I'm getting to Batwoman with uh, the sexual politics. And again, I'm not saying you shouldn't address these things head on either. I'm not saying you shouldn't do it. But it's so, it seems so central when what it should be. What what other shows deal with like the, the actual sexuality of, like, like surely she could just have a partner and it doesn't matter. It's just, that's their relationship. Like they've done with Supergirl. Like you just, she she's gay. She has partners. You get into the relationships and you don't need to, you know what I'm getting at? Like that to me yeah. is what is and like, also, like, like, like any other character is written. Like any other character. That's what I'm getting at. There's and also, no... beyond that, I hear it's just plain fucking boring as well. But it is. It's really boring. Yeah, but so this is the other thing. It was dull as fuck. Um, I would say it's genuinely badly put together. Like it just doesn't seem... And, and okay, look, we know my... Anyone who knows me knows my issues with Ruby Rose as an actor. I genuinely think she's rubbish. I think when she appeared in the, the, the crossover last year, she was just about all right. Yeah, I, I like thought she was, she was fine. Just, she was she all was right. Fine. I'll say all right. That's fine. She cannot hold. She cannot carry a show. No, no, she that, cannot. She's a fine. It, she Batwoman by her would be fine as a supporting cast. Yeah. In, in another in another show, but as an actor, yeah, which, yeah, she's just not strong enough. And all of the actors they've put around, like you've got Doug Ray Scott, who I normally like, uh, like all of the people. It all feels like it. It all feels like it's trying. There's I, no conf- it's not confident. No, you know I, I get the feeling there's going to be a rationalisation of, of of the Arrowverse come the end of this year. I don't think Batwoman will last the second year. I'd be um, well <laughs> unless they unless they somehow tap into the whole. Isn't it wonderful that they're finally doing? You know what I mean? Like yeah, but that that, that um, won't carry any show too far. Like if you look at like I think the best one for, for so so kind of getting onto other stuff. Yeah, I'm um, sorry. Just just before we skip, just got, before we skip, last moment on Batwoman, the twist at the end of the first episode. Is it's so, it's so, he's had a so sh- no, that would be even funnier. It, it, but it was such a shit, um, to do it in the first episode. What was the twist? Like, it, it, the, the bad guy who she does stuff with is, is her sister. Ugh. And you, and you just go, Ugh. how could she not know? But how could she not even know that? And, like, and, she's, and I'm out. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So it's really, really, really ter- Like it was really terrible. But to carry on the theme, right? So yeah. my daughter came to me the other day and she was like, I'm bored with everything that's on the kids' Netflix. I need mm. something to watch. 
and I was so I did a bit of research and I was like, what can I show her that's positive? Mm. She likes action packed stuff that's fun, and I want something that deals with sexual politics and gender politics and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. That, but does it in a kind of a, a, a subtle way? Yes. Uh, and I, but I want something that, that for a nine year old is suitable. So I don't want to kind of like push it, I, I want it to be layered. So I started her on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I'm so happy to hear that. <laughs> She's like almost done the first season, which is 12 episodes, like a short season. Yeah. Oh, she's almost done the first season in like a week and a half. Yeah. And if you look at a show that promotes positivity and was well ahead of its fucking day. Well, yeah, exactly. Buffy was a really good proto example of the Arrow stuff. Yeah. Like totally. really good. Um, so yeah, so she started that. So she's a season in, and I, I'm like, I know it. I said to uh, my wife, I said, I know it gets dark, and there's some proper dark twists down the line, and some yeah. proper grown-uppy stuff. But actually, for a, for a kind of a relatively mature nine-year-old, it's a good challenge. Yeah, I mean, I would say, I mean, season two onward is where it starts to get very uh, <clears throat> uh, intense. But it, but I mean, it's all very good. I, I don't know if nine is good for that, but mate, look, if you're happy, but I'm saying you're the best judge of it. So if you yeah, feel was, you can I was, it, I'm a terrible judge. I watched, I watched Evil Dead when I was eight. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I am not a good judge of what's good to watch, right? Oh, you, made the, through, you made it through the other side. It's fine. Yeah, Friday the 13th Part 3 when I was like nine or ten. Um, <laughs> I still can't look behind a toilet door because I'm scared that Mrs. Voorhees' head will be there, right? <laughs> Genuinely, if that's if I go to an outside toilet, like somewhere, <laughs> I have to check behind the door before I go in just in case Mrs. Voorhees' head's there. Amazing. On the subject of... It's done, sorry, it's done, its, jo- it's done its job well, then. <laughs> on the subject of slasher films um american ha- we're gonna blast for a few because obviously i'm like conscious that you know we don't want to bore you too much but i've had a love-hate relationship with american horror story some i've liked some i haven't the last three seasons i barely lasted three episodes in each one i really think you need to watch roanoke on that yeah. point in roanoke I, is absolutely incredible <laughs> you, you you have said that and i'm gonna watch that but yeah. but horror story 1984 mm. Where have you been all my life? Yeah, I need to. I'm a few behind now, but I absolutely love it. I think See, it's absolutely brilliant. You, my fear was that it got to a very natural end at the end of episode five. Right. And I was like, mm, okay, where are they going to go? And they, they've they've done a good job of kind of keeping it keeping it going. But like, I I have such like not even a looks crush, just a, a, a talent and charisma crush on Billy Lord. Yeah, she's fucking brilliant. She's just like she, she holds brilliant. Yeah. the screen yeah. so spectacularly, and like the more insane plot twist they give her, mm. the better she becomes. Yeah, there's a good thing that happens in. I want to say about. I think want to say about episode four. Yeah, and, I think. Uh, and there's some stuff that happens in. I think the episode before that where, you, where there's a turn and you kind of go, oh fuck. Yeah, well, there's a lot in that episode. To be fair, uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's like from again having me at hello that title sequence. Mm. Oh, yeah, brilliant, genius, fucking nails it. So I I'm really enjoying that, and I'll I'll just do one more. Mm. I'll pass over to you for a couple. Um, you know, you know, and anyone that's listened to any podcast I've done in the past will know that I don't have the fondest relationship with Zack Snyder's Watchmen movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, I really like it. Okay. To say, to say, I think it's a, 
overrated pile of shit would be a milder, uh, mild understatement. I don't quite, I just don't get that, to be honest. <laughs> I, mean, I really like it. Oh, I, it's three, it, it, it's what, two hours, 45 minutes long, and it feels like 18 hours long. Like, it was so boring. Um, however, the Watchmen TV show <laughs> is really fucking good. Well, I'm hearing really mixed reviews of it. It's, I'm hearing like super so, mixed reviews. Potentially, if you don't like, if if you're if you're not that bothered about the film and the law of Watchmen, yeah, you will really like it because in itself it's a really good, twisted, alt future kind of TV show. Okay, I think I think where people seem to have more issues with it is if they're diehard comic book stroke film fans. Oh, okay. If you sit in the middle, I think you'll probably be okay. It's good though, mate. It's really good. It's well worth watching. I will catch. I'll probably try and watch it on the plane or something. Like yeah, that. and as, as someone that's not a fan of Watchmen, um, it's it's properly won me over. It's good quality HBO stuff. Excellent. So, anything anything of note that you've been watching? Oh, there's there's a whole bunch of shit. Um, <clears throat> I still stick by my old standards of Blue Bloods. I love Blue Bloods. The top I've never show. watched it. Never watched it. I absolutely love Blue Bloods. I've just finished the latest season of Suits, which is great, but I think that's finished now. Uh, On my radar. Have you, oh, did you watch Ballers? Did I watch what? Ballers with The Rock. Yeah. I. So I've had a real problem with that show. Like, this season was slightly better. The last two seasons for me, I was I, I watched them because, yeah, they're half an hour. It's basically the new entourage and all that shit. I, I defy you to tell me anything that actually happened in any episode, like as in as in story. And they finish on a like the last season finished on a yeah. kind of weird cliffhanger that this that this season just completely ignored. Yeah, it's like I'm going to war with the NFL, and the next season it's like, do you want to buy a team? Do you want to be a team owner? Mm. Yes. And that's kind of the entire. That's like eight episodes. <laughs> it's like it's so Russell little. <laughs> He's really good in it. I like Russell Brand anyway. Initially, initially he was very irritating, but actually, once they settle into him genuinely being useful, for the way I saying it, he is actually very, very good. And in the last season, particularly, last season he was epic. And yeah, he was actually very good. The Rock is charismatic. That even when the show isn't as good as it should be, the Rock Mm. carries the shit out. And also, I'm a big fan of Rob. I'm a big fan of everyone in it. Really, you know, you've got like uh, Stephen Webber's. Um, John Denzel, yeah, he's amazing, yeah. but he's not in it very much uh, this season. So, I, yeah, no, I mean, I'm glad it's finished. <laughs> I hope that's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, totally. To be honest, it's enough. It's enough now. Um, another show that I, I've really been, I really enjoyed the shit out of. Have you watched Dark Crystal: Age of Resistance? No, yet? I haven't seen any of it yet. I need oh, to watch it. God. No, I need to watch it. I feel like there's going to be a lot of you saying, "Have you seen this?" And I'm going to go. Bye, <laughs> bye. Well, go on, give me uh, a couple of tabs. Go and cut the. Yeah. Uh, Swat. I mean, obviously, we talked about the Arrowverse stuff. Uh, like, I, I genuinely like some of the proper network shows. Like, I love SWAT. Uh, I love Blue Bloods. Yeah, I don't watch any of this shit. No, SWAT's really good. SWAT's Man, really exciting. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, Titans is awesome. Cobra Kai season two? Oh, I loved Cobra Oh, you're talking way back now. Okay, yeah, Cobra Kai I absolutely loved. Loved both seasons. Yeah. Uh, and it makes me like Karate Kid, which I don't like. So that's just weird. I, know, I, watched... I mean, <clears throat> it blows my mind that the two of my favourite films from the, the, the 80s well, okay, 80s, 90s, you don't like. I mean, the fact you don't like Karate Kid, I find sacrilege. It's a really boring film. I love it. I'm rocking fucking brilliant. <clears throat> I prefer Karate Kid, to, but I prefer Karate Kid 2 and 3, and even then I don't really like it. You're, you're still not the biggest fan of Terminator 2. 
No, Terminator 2 I like. It's just not better than Terminator. <laughs> Terminator's amazing. How can you just like Terminator 2? Because it's all right. Oh, um, I know this. Terminator's all right. But have you seen Dark... Whatever it's called. What? Terminator Dark... Whatever it's called. Is that out? Yeah. It's no, been out for two weeks, mate. Has it? I literally didn't know it was out. <laughs> I didn't really. I, I, assumed, I keep seeing things about it coming out. I haven't it, seen it out yet. Yeah, it's out. It's out and it's I've going. Any adver- I haven't seen any adverts for it. <laughs> like, coming out. Like, being out. Like, cinema it, posters and stuff. It's, it's okay. Yeah, I'll probably go and see it or something. And, of course, I know one show that's very close to your heart. Well, very close to where you, where you work. Um, Drag Race UK. Oh yeah, yeah, that was that was filmed to us at our place. I I um I didn't um I didn't get to see any of it. I, I would like to watch. Well, actually, fucking hell, the thing we're talking about TV wise, my my total addiction is The Apprentice. Oh my god! Like, okay, like I'm conscious, like that we're, we're about to close off this. Podcast. No, we need to spend, we need to talk about The Apprentice for seven. But let's talk The Apprentice because me and you are like we're we're big Apprentice fans, right? It's a, it's sickening. They are, it's, it's it's not like anyone that thinks it's a business show. It's not. It's, it's not this business big brother meets Geordie Shaw. Like it's it's utter fucking trash. What's brilliant is I literally don't know any of those shows at all. I've never seen any of them. <laughs> but it's but it utter fucking should, trash. Well, it makes me wonder if I should start watching those shows. If it, if Do it not is. watch Geordie Shaw, mate. It will you oh, you okay. will hate every second of it. Awesome. If you if you like Geordie's getting drunk, having sex. And being completely utter bellends. Yeah, <laughs> but it's weirdly addictive. Anyway, The Apprentice. <laughs> I mean, like, Ugh. what the fuck? Fucking inept are this year's cast. It's wonderful. I've, I've, I think I described it as what's the word? Like, I, I, like I love every single second of <laughs> the staggeringly incompetent arrogance. Like, like they're, they're sort of staggeringly arrogant incompetence. Like, they're, yeah. They're arrogant in their incompetence. Like, they double down. They're so Trump-like, it's absurd. Or they're more like Trump voters. Like, they literally, when everything is wrong is when they're saying everything is best, sort of. Thing. You know what I mean? Like, people are that thick. And it's I, amazing. Also, they're all, like, 19, which is very strange. Yeah, it's a very young except year, for, isn't Except it? for two of them, like Marianne and someone else. They're, like, 20. Like, like 19. Lottie is 19. Yeah, they, they were go, probably- on the junior apprentice that are older than the people on the apprentice. Maybe they're on a junior apprentice five years ago. It's it's like like I I like so my favourite is without a doubt Thomas. Thomas is amazing. Tom, Thomas is the one who is so cockney that it has to be an act. There's no no one's that cockney. But <laughs> literally but, he's so cockney, he's walked right. out of locks and two smoking barrels. Yeah, and then and those no suits, like like the absurd. But but here's the funny thing. In the first episode, Dick. But then I actually genuinely started to like him to the point when he couldn't understand that for anyone who doesn't understand what we're talking about, this is just going to be completely incomprehensible. <laughs> but when, 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 when they did the toy episode and they made Tommy the turtle and people rejected it, he took it personally because it was like they were rejecting him. Like he genuinely, he genuinely couldn't separate. He genuinely couldn't separate. They're going, but the toy, the toy isn't right for children. Not, not that they didn't like the toy. The toy was good, but yeah, it wasn't for six, eight year olds. Yeah. And he was like, he kept going about, but Tommy's your friend. And they were like, so. And that made him really upset. Like he was like, he was like, it was like a personal attack. It's on genuinely one of the best moments amazing. of TV. It was of- amazing. In his eyes, he was so hurt. 
He was so hurt. I, I genuinely want it to come down to something insane. Like, I think it's going to come down to Lewis and Marianne because they're the only two, except for his outburst at the end of the first episode. Lewis and Marianne are like the two, at the moment, the two contestants who seem like normal human beings who might actually have an idea. I'm not yeah. saying that they'll be good ideas, but they, they are the two that I would describe as competent overall, like in general. But actually, I'd like it to be between <laughs> Thomas and Lottie. Because I think that would just be fucking. Oh my gross. god, that that genuinely would be, be one amazing. of potentially best episodes ever. Yeah, because I want him to do something with pillars. I have six thousand pillars. What? Oh, pillows! That's the fucking best thing ever. That's the best thing ever. <laughs> but also, when Tom, when Thomas, whoever, is en- when Pillar. he's enjoying himself, he is like the best. Like as in when on the selling, when he's been just doing the selling to the public, he fucking kills it. Like he's fucking brilliant. Yeah. Like the, the cheesy shit you think that wouldn't work, works, and and he's properly in his element. When you see someone on that show who is thriving, genuinely in a business aspect, you kind of go, yeah, I get it. Like, I'm not saying he's going to have a good business plan. I doubt it. But, like, he, like, you like him. Like, I like him. I like the ones who are, li- even the villains of the piece. I like, I like Lottie now. She's an awful cunt. Like, she's a terrible person. <laughs> she is. She's an awful cunt. Horrific. But, but now I'm enjoying that. But she was, I, I mean, she is. was I'm so horrific. That. But the last episode, she was actually yeah. pretty good, right? Exactly. That there's something, there's something, yeah, it's interesting now. It's definitely getting, it feels like it's got down quite, and we, we've yet to have an episode with multiple firings. And you feel like that's got to come fairly soon, like in the process. There's usually an episode at some point where two go. Yeah. Uh, unless that just doesn't happen this time, which I'd be surprised at. But I mean, I mean, like, yeah it's been uh it's been thrilling and and actually as an aside and i have no time for any, any i'm flying off on tuesday <clears throat> on monday night i am actually going to be in the, the audience for the apprentice you're fired so i'm really oh, excited yeah. i'm really really properly excited i'm really oh, like, how did you wangle that that's so cool there's, there's a thing online there's like a website online just google it I was oh, like, oh, oh fuck, oh fuck. I, have I was so happy. Now. Although, yeah, it's in Elstree. It's in Elstree. Quite disappointed with that show this year. Yeah, like I will say, like Tom Allen is not exactly my favourite host. He's a bit obvious, isn't he? I like um, yeah. as a as a person. Um he's I like fine, him as a, but he's not he's good as a guest. He's not really a good host. No, which is a shame because like Dara Boone was really good. And yeah, Rod, Rod, Rod Gilbert was Gilbert. right. I really like Rob Gilbert because he's just a bit nuts. Like, but yeah, that's fair. I mean, like, I thought, I mean, what, and also they are both super, without being seen in comedy, they're super famous. Tom Allen, I don't know if he is famous or not. Yeah, and I don't mean that as a, dis- I don't mean that to be disrespectful. I just, I don't think of him as being that funny, to be honest. It's very, I don't know, end of the pier a little bit, you know. I, I, I think he's, as a stand up, when he does stand up, Tom Allen is hysterical. Oh, I haven't seen that, to be fair. Not brilliant on this. So, Ross, where can our wonderful audience find out more about you? I love I love what we finished on The Apprentice. I know, right? People turned off nine minutes ago. That's fine. Um, <laughs> if, if, uh, if, people see, 
uh, if people wish to seek me out, uh, it's at Ross Boyask on all the social things, at Evo Films UK uh, for Evolutionary Films, the film company that I do stuff with, which is awesome, uh, and at Vengeance Film UK for uh, your movie for franchise. Vengeance. That's right, the Vengeance movie franchise, which is getting very close to having things that we can start showing people. So it's, Yay! It's yeah, Finally. Trailer mm. coming soon? Uh, yeah, soonish, although obviously it's a sales trailer initially. Let's see what happens with the actual release. That's all. That's all sort of still being discussed. But we have things that I can sort of show people. Uh, I like I like sales trailers because they're basically all the, the best. <laughs> yeah, very of the film. Basically, guy walks into a bar, massive fight, explosion, yeah. explosion, explosion, helicopter that's not in the film, explosion, explosion, explosion. End have, have you read the script? <laughs> no, Ross, I've just known you for like thirty years. <laughs> Twenty years. Twenty five years. How, anyway. How, how, yeah. oh, oh, revising the age. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, like Fifty. Um yeah, no, I, I just know you. And check out www.filmview.co.uk for this podcast and um for other bits and pieces, uh, including the blog and film reviews. Check us out on uh Instagram. We are Ross and Phil Talk Movies and on Twitter, Phil Quick Review. So Phil, no S, quick review on Twitter. We'll be back, uh, no doubt, in a couple of weeks with a, another episode. But in the meantime, Ross, I'm sorry. You're fired. Oh, all right. Thanks for this awesome opportunity to be on the podcast. <laughs>